And here, here we go. go. I didn't know we were doing that again. It's fun. Okay. And we're back. So, uh. Did you miss us? Yeah. Um, things. Welcome back to Creating Geeks, a podcast of great responsibility. Um, yeah, we're recording a second one on the same night. Wow. We need to get some content on We need there. to get some content. We're going to do something a little different. Um, some of the things we talk about tonight, we might do full episodes on. But instead of having this be like a history lecture on, on something, we just kind of wanted to geek out and talk about some stuff. So um, uh, this is like a filler episode, yes. you know, like a... a yeah. Um we're going to talk about our favorite toys from when we were kids. Um you know, this being a parenting podcast, a geeky parenting podcast. Um you know, we grew up on wonderful material possessions and want our kids to have wonderful material possessions. And um That makes us sound horrible. Doesn't it? Um but but anyway, we're going to talk about them because these are the things that made us um and we want to talk about them. So um I guess I'll start um, as you know, I'm a mechanical engineer, I like to work with my hands, I like to create stuff. So wouldn't, you know, um, I, uh, want to talk about Lego. Yay. Yay. Lego. Is there a better toy that has ever been created than Lego? And, and you think about, you know, there's lots of junky pieces of plastic out there. And what is Lego other than Lots and lots of junky pieces of plastic that we step on, that we hurt our feet on. But the brilliance of Lego is that they are brilliantly engineered. I don't have the stat in front of me, but it's some crazy tight tolerance that Mega Blocks, all these other companies can't even touch. Mega Blocks suck. Right? So, yeah, they we step on them as parents and they hurt our feet. I don't give a crap. That is a wound of love. Or your two-year-old tries to eat them. Or your two-year-old tries to eat them, which is why she plays with Duplo. We're from Planet Duplo, and we're here to destroy you. <laughs> Greatest end ever. Now, this is the best thing about Lego. Lego has never shied away from movie tie-ins. You know, this is the toy company that sold out before they ever even existed. But you know what? They make it work. This toy company made a friggin' movie out of their brand that was about how you shouldn't buy their brand and give into to corporate entities that then was an incredibly successful film and an incredibly successful toy thing. So I can't even remember the first time I played with Lego because Lego's always been a part of my life. Um, I guess the very first Lego set I can remember was a castle set that me and my brother, a generic castle set. Um, and again, we had Duplo as well. But Duplos really weren't sets. They had like the giraffe and the elephant, like, you know, the wheels and the weird shit. But there was this castle set. And the thing is, is I don't know if we had like inherited it. So it didn't have all the pieces or maybe Bob had built it when he was younger, but I got it. But I spent the time going through all my other sets. So this castle looked like... um uh, like a de- uh, like an old Yugo from like the late 1980s, or a you, you know a, a car with the with an orange door and a black hood and a green trunk. You know all the different colors that weren't really the right thing for the castle, but I didn't care. I made it work, and um, you know, it got to the point where when I was younger, I was building Lego sets without the instructions because I just went kind of nuts. Um, you know, fast forward to the movie tie-ins, then they become collectibles, 
they just keep you hooked all the way through to your adulthood. And uh, Sarah and I have recently done the Lego Disney Castle, which is a gorgeous set at the time. I think it might have been the highest. I feel like we need to flip it around for a little while now. Right, so we can see the inside. Things amazing. I'm looking at it right now when I speak. I've done the Lego Ghostbusters Firehouse. Lego Mindstorms, if you don't know about this, it's a way your kids or, you know, me can code and create Lego robots. Don't they have like a junior kind of a junior They have version? a junior version of it now too and they something else. and they use it in robot competitions for kids to learn how all this stuff works. It just I don't think there's a more versatile or amazing toy brand that has ever existed. I'm biased and I love it and um that's about what I have to say about Lego. What about you, Sarah? Did, do you I have do, a love for them as well? I do because of you, because I don't recall playing with them as kids. I know my sister had a big, got a big set when she was probably 10 or something like that. There's a picture of her getting them for Christmas, and I was a couple of years old. And I, you know, the set dwindled and I got it. It was just loose pieces. It wasn't like a set like you can get now where it has like a thing to build. But I never really remember playing with them much until you and I got together and you and I would just start buying these big crazy sets and falling asleep at like one in the morning building them right and you know with with lego it i feel like it's always kind of gone across the gender gap it's never been a thing just for boys but the movie tie-ins and stuff that they would have and everything were definitely male centric i think at least the company was trying but now they have their lines that are more catered and you know it's just the, the company wears its heart on its sleeve. It's a company for the people. It's a company for everybody. And prices the, don't show that. The prices don't show that. No, they are they charge out the wazoo. But it's nice because they have like the Disney sets that you know kind of geared like the. I have all the Disney castles. I think there's one or two that I'm missing. Um, for the different princesses, they have like some other like the friend Lego Friends, which is like the girly version of Lego City. So they do, and I like that they do, like, the Duplos for, like, toddlers. Like, our daughter loves Duplos. She's actually trying to get Daddy to, to let her build the uh, Scooby-Doo bus Lego set that he has. She keeps pulling it out from my pile. We're going to do it soon, I think. And then they have, like, a junior level, which are smaller than Duplo, but I think bigger than a regular Lego. So for, you know, middle kid, which is cool. And, you know, Sarah and I, when we slept sleep-trained Ava, which is something we weren't sure we were going to do at the beginning and we ended up doing the way that we got through it, you know, the kind of having to hear her cry and be a little upset was we built some Lego sets that we had banked. So yeah. it was, it was, we bonded yeah, over we that. We brought the small ones up to our bedroom yeah. so we could sit near her to, to do our, you know, our plan. And, you know, I used, I built some of my, I had a couple of cat, well, the princess castles to build. So I did those while I did nap time by myself. And it's one of the last brands that I can think of where their their retail presence, I mean, Lego has their own store. And, like, you think back to and when... amusement parks! And they do. And, and and we think back, you know, to when, um, uh, you know, I talked about it on another podcast. I've worked at Blockbuster. And that used to be, like, this niche, geeky market of, you gotta go to this store and meet this weird guy that knows a lot about this to get the info. That's kind of dumped by the wayside. Even the best buys and companies like that, they've turned into kind of a joke, like with Geek Squad and everything. It's not... You don't really go because you want to find out information. You go because they're pushing a product, and that's about it. But Lego, even though that's what they're doing, still hires 
that guy that would have worked in like the back room of that comic shop. You know what I mean? He, he loves the product or she loves the product. They get to build it in the store. They run little competitions. It, it just feels like that company wants, wants to have this little world of their own. And, um, Sarah and I, they, they've brought out sets like the Lego movie figures and the Simpsons characters came out in the Disney ones. And you walk into the store and they sell these under the idea that, you're going to buy a bag, bag blindly and get the toy you get. But all the people that work at the store spend time figuring them out by feel. So he said to the guy, you know, I will gladly buy all these if you can guarantee it. And he like put his hands on his knees and kind of bent down and went, let's do this. Come back in a few minutes when we're less busy. And he had found them all. And we were looking through them together. And he's like, feel for Marge's hair. And it was just so much it's fun. fun. It's so much fun. And I don't think we've ever met an employee that we didn't like. Yeah, they're all amazing. They're all super nice. So yeah, that that's that's Lego. Um, and, and fun to talk to, and they have like bins out with Lego. So sometimes at the mall while we're out, if Ava's been stuck or hey, whatever, we can say her name. I don't really yeah, know. we can say her name now. We've been trying to avoid it, but yeah, there you whatever. go. Whatever. If she's been stuck in her stroller for a while, usually we take her out. We let her stand at the Duplo table and play with the Duplos in the Lego store, which is fun. And what? So you can do yours now. Well, do we want to touch on the Lego Discovery Center? No, we'll do. Um, we'll talk about the Lego theme parks on a separate podcast. Right, well, I think my first favorite toy, and and probably my version of the toy, like Lego, even though it's not a Lego toy at all, but the toy that I still love as an adult are American Girl dolls. I got my first one, I believe, in fourth grade. I know it was Samantha. I got it from for Christmas. Um, and I got. I have the um. When I first got into them, it, they only had three of them out, and I think they started the company in like the 80s, late 80s, early 90s, and I eventually ended up with the original three, although the last of the original three I got, I got like a couple years ago, the year it retired, but I have nine of them now, and I just kept getting them over the years, and the company has grown, so now they have a ton of dolls, you can get um, dolls that look like you. You can get, they have boy dolls now. I've got Ava, the ba- the bitty baby doll for Christmas. Cause, and she loves it, so I'm really hoping when she gets older, she'll like the older dolls. And I just bought one today. Um, the, the girl of the year for this year um, is an astronaut. And I absolutely fell in love with the doll and the outfit, so I'm like, I have to have it. It's awesome. And Chris <laughs> got me a Hawaiian one for Christmas. A couple of years ago for Christmas, he got me the one that's from the 1950s. Because I'm obsessed with the 1950s and half her wardrobe. But I like them because you can get outfits for them. And they have place. I've never had any of the play sets. I only had an outfit as a kid. I got it. My mom would let me get a doll and an outfit. As an adult, I've let myself get a couple outfits because I can. And the other thing I really liked about them were the books. Because as a kid, I always liked reading. But the books are really cool. And originally, each doll had six different books. It came with one. And then you could buy the other five. They've shortened that now, so the dolls come with two books and then a third choose your own adventure, which when you're OCD, that doesn't work because you have to make sure you read every page anyway. <laughs> so I sat and read I'm one. I'm choosing all the adventures. I did. So I sat with a pencil and I check off a page as I read it to make sure I read the whole book. So, but what I noticed reading them, because I read the ones that came with the, the doll from the 50s, is they took the same six stories but just condensed them into two books. So that made me feel better that the same ones were there. Just in less book. But I like them. I like the history behind them. I like the, the power that they teach, you know, the girl power they teach girls to have. And 
I've just always loved them. I love the the clothing. Yeah, they're expensive, but the quality is always good. And like their their stores are like it are like a Lego store. There's stuff to do. Like they have all the dolls set up. They have a restaurant. Well, it's, 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 it's yeah. It's like a little like just different world to it's like take a, your daughter you know, like or the take one your... in New York is like the big one to go to. Um, but like the one I believe the one that we have in Natick has a restaurant on the top it floor. Does. Um, and they even have a doll hospital you can send your doll to if it needs repair. I actually have to talk to them about my two, my first two, the hair's destroyed. But I'm sad to have it fixed because it'll get new heads, and the heads will be from the new company, and not the original Pleasant Company that owned them, but the new one that bought that out. So it won't be original. So I'm hoping maybe they can give me tips to save the hair. But I love them. I think they're great. I know there's, like, Walmart, Target, and I think even Toys R Us has their own, like, Bobo brand version. Mm -mm. I go for the real thing. But those are the things that I love the most. That still, and I'm sure it drives Chris crazy that I asked for a hundred dollars all for Christmas every once in a blue moon. I think it's super cool. But uh. I'm excited <laughs> to you know get them displayed again and share them with my daughter. God, I hope she likes them because if the second one is a boy, she's my only hope. <laughs> well, again, you know, we gave Ava a bitty baby for Christmas. Um, the American Girl doll that's a baby. baby. And we've never really seen her until a few months before Christmas actually interact with a doll or anything like that. So we were worried. And she picked up this doll on Christmas Day and gave it a big hug and went, oh, and it was just the cutest thing. And so we're really, really, really excited about it. We got her some stuff, like a bathtub to go with it. Yeah, she loves it. I'm I'm looking at it lying in the middle of the living room right now. Kind of cool. (laughs) It's kind of creepy. Um. Yeah, so that's my favorite toy as a kid that I still love. So, um, with me, my my second favorite that I wanted to talk about, um, really, uh, is something that was more. It was it was my brother's thing, and I I loved them too. But he had them all. I think they might have been. They're not a precursor to Lego because they they were kind of around at the same time. But this was a very eighties, early nineties thing that hasn't withstood the test of time. Um, but my brother got me some for Christmas last year, so I have them and can share them. It's kind of like Lego, but by the way of like connects, it's kind of like the precursor to connects the, where you're kind of putting like trust structures together to build toys instead of little building blocks. Um, Lego does this with the Technic, but these were called constructs. And I don't know if anyone listening to this remembers constructs, but I don't. What was cool about them is you could make like they they were kind of very set sizes. So you could make square hallways, and for me being the mechanically inclined guy, you could make like perpetual motion machines that like dropped balls down them, and I would make like like little factories where they would like go through and assemble and. It was one of those things where you never build the set. Like with Lego, I'm I'm big on building the sets. I also like building other stuff too. With this, this is definitely the use your imagination toy. And what they were was that it was a bunch of six way junctions, like a little thing the size of a playing dice, and it had little connection pieces on the six sides, and you snapped them together and built stuff, um, spaceships, cities. You know, whatever. And this was something me and my brother bonded over, and it had a very sci fi vibe to it lego kind of branches out everywhere constructs were very much space age you know um everything kind of looked like something out of the alien films like that very like um 90 degree angle 45 degree angle like 
um, 2001 A Space Odyssey style futuristic space stuff. And, you know, they were just wonderful. I wish they were still around. I wish they could make a resurgence. I, I remember in the mid to late 90s, um, Learning Smith and Learning Express had them again. It was like a 20th anniversary type of a thing. Um, again, it's something I would love to be able to share with my kids. I have some around to do it, but they were super cool. I hope you guys remember them because uh, I loved them. Um, and Sarah, you you have no experience with them, right? So I have no idea have... what they were. You're going to look back. They're so cool. That's not Lego, Chris. <laughs> I know. They're, they're so cool. Anyway. Um. So the next one that I played with a lot, but I'm not really a huge fan of now, was Barbie. I had a ton of Barbie dolls. I had, like, a, a wooden dollhouse for them. My sister and I had, like, furniture. My sister actually had the McDonald's Barbie play set thing. I remember that. The little tiny foam containers that the, you know, they were plastic, the foam containers the burgers came in. Um, by the time I got it, I think we had lost a lot of pieces. Um... I think I had a Barbie car. Uh, I know my grandmother had the giant Barbie, like the actual Barbie dream house that like, like actually made a resurgence this past Christmas. But as I got older, I didn't really like them when I got old enough to really understand them. To me, I never really wanted my daughter to play with them because they just seemed not... You look at the doll, they weren't proportioned. Yeah, they fixed it a little, but... I like what American Girl offers a girl and a doll versus a Barbie. You know, they to me, American Girl focuses a lot more on, you know, being a girl and being proud. And they have books about what's happening to your body and puberty and how to stand up for yourself. And, and I like that. And to me, Barbie, where Barbie did all these different jobs, I never found that I would, like, hold a Barbie doll and be like, oh, I want to be an astronaut. But you have an American Girl in their story and you're like, oh, I want to do what she did. So, I mean, if she wants a Barbie, sure. But actually, this is a funny story. Sadly, Chris's dad passed away in October, which is why we were away for a while from this. And yeah, we mentioned the it in the director, other one. Um, really nice guy gave Ava like a dollar store Barbie doll to play with during his services. And so obviously we had her with her because anyone that would have babysat her was there. So... It sat in the back of the car for a while, and one day she we were stopped at like Dunkin' Donuts, and Chris had gone in to get us breakfast, and she was fussing, so I handed her the doll to play with, and um, I I'm sitting in the car, I was doing something in the front, and I hear her chewing on it, and I look, and she's pulled off an arm and a leg, and is chewing on the arm and the leg and the doll, and I was like, yep, well, we're just not going to give her that anymore. Um, as as Sarah just mentioned, I uh, I'm not going to say it completely left my mind. Um, it didn't. Um, that is part of the big reason for the hiatus. The, the other podcast, the Chipman brothers tangent, um, had a hiatus. This one had a much longer hiatus. Um, my, my father did sadly pass away in October after, um, many, many years of dealing with uh, various demons and issues that he had. Um, he was still in my life. Um, he got to meet Ava a lot. So she got to knew her granddad. Um, and, uh, you can hear some words I had to say about that on the other podcasts, but I just want to say that family, family is the most important thing in the world. Um, you know, Sarah's talked about earlier on this. She, she doesn't have her mom and I don't have my dad, but I, I have my mom and she has her dad and we we're still here and we're bringing new people into the world. 
um, regardless of how rocky and strange the world is today. And that's really what this podcast is about. It's, it's about the generational handing down. You know, a lot of these things I did with my father, you know, when I was a kid. Um, and uh, I, I want to be as good of a dad and better than he was. And um, to bring us back, were, were, you, were you done with Barbie? Um, so, yeah. So, basically, like, and I know that was the big issue with, with Barbie. Like, the history of Barbie is really cool. But, you know, the big thing was that her proportions were very, very wrong. Like, I was putting away Christmas ornaments because, you know, I take forever to put Christmas away. And one of them that I put up this year was a Barbie ornament. And I'm looking at the waist of the ornament saying, God damn, they made that tiny. If you were to, I was just, and I've never, I don't know, just as an adult, Barbies just don't really appeal to me anymore. You know, I don't know. I'm just not a huge Barbie person. There you go. Next. Um, with me, uh, can't can't talk about toys from my childhood without Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now, this was a weird one. Um, you know, it's a very violent kind of underground comic that becomes a kid's cartoon show that's very silly, also very violent, but very silly, very, very 80s. Um, and again, this was, you know, my brother and his friends had the toys. And I remember going to my brother's um, uh, school when I was like three or four, and the kid, one of his friends brought a Michelangelo, which was the super childish, really goofy surfer dude, skater dude guy with the nunchucks of the Ninja Turtles. And they had the figure, and they let me play with it, and I was hooked from then on out. And I had them all. I had the sewer play set, the ridiculous blimp. We saw all the two good movies in the movie theater and also the third one. Uh, I think they might've made another one after that too. There was the good animated one um, more recently, but this show has withstood the test of time. Uh, I want to talk about the figures though. The figures were amazing. Um, you know, they, they were just great. I, I had them all the, the pizza throwing tank, the turtles truck that they drove around in. Um, I'm looking right now at that truck, the van. My brother got me the entire TV show run, and it comes in a little version of the van, all the DVDs. So friggin' cool. Um, again, there's not really much to say other than they brought a lot of joy to me, uh, and they make me think of Child World. Anyone from the New England area listening to this that may or may not remember Child World. It was the competition at Toys R Us. KB Toys, KB Toy Works were also there, but Child was World Child was huge. I believe Child World was a New England thing. Um, and Child World was awesome, and I remember, and I remember, we went to the Child World that was near the Liberty Tree Mall in Danvers, and they had moved their Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles section because the toys were on the downturn, and something else was coming in to take their place. This was like at the you know, 1993, 1994 range of time. And I remember being devastated, but I, I mean, I can remember that day I bought the plunger motorcycle that like had like the toilet plungers on it. Everything was, you know, the humor was hysterical and, you know, it's just something near and dear to me. I loved them. Um, and uh, my mother still has them all in the bin in my basement. And I'm hoping that Nickelodeon will continue its run of their new show. And that's something that maybe one of my kids might get into and I can show them daddy's old toys because that's kind of the whole point of all of this. So uh, yeah. 
Next. Um. So my next one was another doll. I don't know if a lot of people remember, but the Magic Nursery Babies. It was a doll that kind of kind of was like the size of a Cabbage Patch doll, and it came with you. It was like naked in a diaper. When you got it, and you know it was just like a stuffed doll, and it came with this packet that you put in water, and the top of it like disintegrated away. Oh! And it had an outfit in there, and it would tell you if it was a girl or a boy. I remember these. And I had a bunch of them, and I loved them. And they were fun. <laughs> and I love them, and I think about them, and I'm like, I'd love to get one. But I've, I've peeked on eBay, and you can't find any in the box. They're all already been surprised. That's no fun. Um, But I love them. They didn't do much after that, but it was pretty cool to, to try to figure out if you had a girl or a boy. Um, And I think... They had twins, too. I think they had a set of twins you could buy, I think. But I remember as a kid, I was in, I think it was still Zares. That was before I went to Ames. And I think I found money on the side of the store. So it was enough to buy one of those dolls, wouldn't you know? So I did. Um, But if you see, a lot of what I played with was dolls. I had all kinds of dolls. I had dolls that you could put these piece the hair piece things in their heads, and you could cut the hair, uh, yeah. and then you could, it was like yarn hair, and then you could pull it out, put a new one in. I had dolls that you wound one arm, and it wound the hair up, and then you cranked one arm, and the hair grew out. I had a makeup doll, a little Miss Makeup, and I could take a sponge, and you white lit the face, and it made makeup appear. I had, like, the gem dolls from Gem and the Holograms. I had Michael Jackson doll. We had, like, the Star Wars action figures, and mostly... Oh, the Kenner Star Wars, right? Probably. Yeah. I, we had um the action figures from the Karate Kid, Mr. Miyagi, and <gasps> Daniel-san! Pat Morita. Yeah. Rest him. I love him. I miss him. Um, Yeah, so everything I think about as a kid were dolls, mostly. I don't know if that's saying anything subconsciously about me. I may have to talk to my therapist about that. <laughs> Interesting. Um, So... You can't be a kid of the 80s and be a boy or or a girl. I mean, there was a girl Ghostbusters movie, which we both loved. Yeah. Damn you all that hated that movie. I thought it was great. I only liked it because Chris Hemsworth was in it and he's secretly my husband. No, I'm just kidding. Which one makes me look more like a doctor? Me playing saxophone or listening to saxophone? No, I did love the movie despite the fact that I was a Ghostbusters kid. Um, and this is another weird one like the Ninja Turtles because it came from a movie that, you know, especially by today's standards, was not a kid's movie. I saw it. Kids loved it. But, it you know, it was a Saturday Night Live comedian run dirty movie about guys who were jerks and also paranormal experts. And um, they made a TV show, the real Ghostbusters, because there was that other Ghostbusters show that had nothing to do with it. and. Um, the toys, there were tons of them, just like the Ninja Turtles. You had the Ghostbusters Firehouse. Um, you had the uh, Ecto-1, which I rem- remember fondly. My Christmases were Ghostbusters for like the first four years of my life. I had a Ghostbusters suit that my mom put like the Ghostbusters insignia patch on that I would wear. Yeah, it was a jacket and pants that I would wear all year in the summer 
camping, I would wear this like winter jacket and pants. It was the cutest little thing. And I had a backpack that my mom made for me that was the Ghostbusters backpack, but then they came out with it. And I remember she said she got it at Child World. She came in and a pallet of them came out and they disappeared and she grabbed one. You know, back before you, you know, you could pre order your Black Friday Cyber Monday crap online. And, um, you know, the, the toys were just wonderful. I still have almost all of them. Again, they were cheap plastic. The show was a cheaply made show, but it was great. Um, and, again, I love Lego. I love it to death, but the Ghostbusters were just, they were my jam, man. <sighs> That's about all I got to say about that. Do you, did you know the Ghostbusters? Was that like, or is it like with Gem where I just had no idea it existed? I think, <laughs> I, think I knew about Stay Puft. But I was, you know what I mean? Because I was only a couple years old when they came out, and I was into, like, the... My Little Ponies was a toy that I should have talked about. I had tons of them. Talk about My Little Pony. Well, I also had a cabbage patch on there. But one of the other things that had a big bin of in the garage were My Little Ponies. I had the ones that were scented. I had the little baby ponies. I had, you name it, I had it. We even had, I think we had a stable at one point. But I think I gave them away. I don't think I still have them, and that makes me really, really sad. Because I don't like the new ones because they look Japanese. No offense. But I don't know why. They I look like anime, anime is what she means. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why they did that to all the toys that came back from the 80s. The pop- Gave them giant eyes. I think Popples are the only ones that came back and didn't look anime. Popples already had giant eyes. Well, yeah, they don't look j- anime. But, like, My Little Pony came back. And a bunch of other ones. And they all looked animated. I'm like, that's not Care Bear. Care Bears don't look that big. Care Bears is still pretty good. But, yeah. My Little Ponies are one. But the other one I was gonna, I have on my actual list here was Cabbage Patch Dolls, because what child of the 80s, boy or girl, didn't have a Cabbage Patch Doll that some psycho in their family somewhere waited in line and fought for for them. I do. I had many. My grandmother had, like, a collection. I swear she had a hundred of them in a room. And didn't she have duplicates of them all? No. Oh. She had a... I swear she had a room in her attic that was just all... I swear she had, like, 200 of them, and I could be remembering very wrong because I was a kid. And I know she gave each of us one. We each got one in a box after she passed away. But I remember every year she'd always give us Cabbage Patch Kid dolls, and for some reason I wanted a bald one. You want the baldy. I said, I want a baldy, and now I have a full-size baldy. Hey. I love you, but... Hey. <laughs> but I had, I actually had a creepy one that's mouth-moved because you could feed it, like, fake food. Oh, that's just weird. It was the creepiest thing. And then there's that weird-ass Cabbage Patch Christmas record <gasps> oh, that you have. I love That's it. on her iPod. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I I love you to death and I'm sure that was something that you loved when you were a kid. But with this speed the differential speeds of the transferring from the record and the voices of the kids and Colonel Casey who I'm pretty sure is like a weird child endangering youth minister. He's a, he's a <laughs> sure, he was a stork. Colonel Casey's the stork. It's Messed up, man. You guys should find it and listen to it. Oh my god, it's amazing. I love it. It was my favorite thing. Sure. But, and then they had, we had like, they had, it's a very limited thing, and I don't even know if they, you probably couldn't even find them on eBay now, but they had the Bumblebee, 
the little stuffed bee thing that we each, me and my sister had one. We had these cabbage patch things that you hung on the wall that was cloth and had a little doll that sat in it. That's weird. We had figurines. We had all these we had, Me and Bob had cabbage patch kids. I was going to say, everyone had a cabbage patch kid, boy or girl. I'm pretty sure. I had plenty. Are they still around? That's cool. Those haven't really changed how they look either. They've they've updated them a little bit, but those still look normal. And you can still get like ones that are supposed to look like the classic anniversary. Cool. You know, retro. Yeah. All right. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed that little bit of a different format, just kind of us talking about stuff we like. Um, like I said, a lot of these we'll probably touch on deeper in yeah. the future with history and stuff behind them. But you know, we just we needed to, we needed. Do a podcast and wanted to geek out a little bit. Um, as always, you know, post some comments about this. Talk about the toys that you love. Did we say something wrong? Is there something we missed? Um, anything really. Go to patreon.com slash the chippa. That's patreon.com slash T H E C H I P P A. That's what keeps these things going and keeps me wanting to make more um, and keeps us sane. Um, you can also go to my YouTube page where we put videos of these up. Um, that's the Chippa made this, that the Chippa on YouTube. And remember, as we always say, Sarah. <sighs> oh, we yawn. That's what we do. <laughs> Sorry. There's no shame in being a geek, no matter how old or tired you are. Since I yawned. Have a good night.